Hi! Welcome to another bonus episode of Podcast Squad Bomb the. Thank you, William Shatner. Very cool. I like his cover of Rocket Man. It's a banger. Anyway, we're talking about The Night House, the newest uh, horror movie from Fox uh, or Searchlight Pictures, no longer known as Fox Searchlight Pictures, just Searchlight Pictures. Uh, Stars Rebecca Hall is directed by David Bruckner, who previously is uh, known for The Ritual from a few years ago, and uh, looks like he directed one of the segments of the original VHS anthology movie. Mm. Cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know about you, man. I don't think I was uh, expecting... A crap ton going into this movie. I had heard some good things, but I'd only seen the trailer once or twice. I mean, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really have much of any expectation going in. I I hadn't seen a full trailer. I just like hovered over it on uh, the Fandango app at some point, and I saw like the beginning of their little autoplay trailer and saw that it was a Fox Searchlight uh, horror thing, which the Fox Searchlight movies have always had, like, a weird place for me because they tend to be, like, more middle ground kind of movies where, like, they're they're sort of, like, smaller releases, but they're chained to a major studio, so I don't think they have, like, quite as much freedom as stuff coming out of, like, A24 or Annapurna. Um, but they're also not like big, uh, high budget, throw everything at the wall kind of movies either, usually. So a a lot of, a lot of the Searchlight movies, they're like, okay, that was kind of cool when I first watched them. And then I don't think about them too much afterwards. So I was kind of going in just thinking, maybe this will be cool. Maybe I'll forget about it in a month. I don't know. Yeah. To be fair to Searchlight, uh, what you're saying about the picture thing, I think that's true of some movies they make, but I think Searchlight Pictures is mostly a distributor, which is where they go to these festival circuits and they pick up movies that don't have distributors yet. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, this one premiered at Sundance, um, and it shortly after it premiered at Sundance, it was picked up by Searchlight Pictures. I think the only things Mm -hmm. they independently fund are like Wes Anderson movies, and I'm... Fairly confident they're not getting in Wes's way. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But it is one of those weird, like, you know, Sony Pictures classics, you know. The distrib- the distribution arm of these big studios for their, like, more indie-ish stuff. I mean, calling them indie is a misdemeanor, but you know what I mean. Misnomer. Right, Not yeah, a misdemeanor. <laughs> yeah, it's only a gram. It's fine. <laughs> I only got a gram of indie. It's all right. Yeah. Um, all I knew about this movie is that I, I, Rebecca Hall was in it, and I liked the stuff in the trailer where, like, the camera would move and reveal a figure and the way the house was shaped. I I always thought that was kind of cool. Uh, but going into mm. this movie, man, 
I, I don't know about you. You know, I'm a big horror connoisseur. I, I do know about you. You, mm-hmm. you're, you are also a horror connoisseur. Probably bigger than me. True. <laughs> it's possible. Um, so because of that, I don't really get scared by horror movies. I can maybe feel like a little tense, real edge of my seat, but not like scared. This movie's different. Right. I was straight up scared mm-hmm. the entire time. I, I I don't think you had that kind of response to it, but like this movie has a very frightening atmosphere. Yeah, it it was definitely very unnerving at times. Um, which uh like like you're saying, I, I don't usually really get scared at horror movies. Um I, I, I get I get kind of creeped out uh the realer it feels like that movie from twenty fourteen creep. That one kind of uh, that 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 one kind of got under my skin, um, and I thought that that was interesting because that one just made me feel like very unsettled. Um, and but movies like that are rare for me. So, but I, I think that this movie kind of did that at some in some ways. Um, it deals with some subjects that uh, definitely uh, creep up on you. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't... It's almost hard to talk about the movie because there's, like, it's real dense but real short, you know? It's a lot of subtext. There's a lot of subtext in the movie, and I'd like to analyze what I think it means later. But I I, I would rather talk about it on the surface level first. Uh, Is this movie pretty or what? It do look good, um, and like you, you've you worked on the other side. You, you know that I appreciate when we get some like real like red lighting on these like darkened um, atmospheres. Like that, that's something that I I really enjoy. And I when I saw that kind of employed in some of the. Uh, moments in this film i thought that that like looked very nice and yeah cinematography is great um lighting's great uh set design's great it's, it looks it looks very good yeah this is a movie i think that's definitely punching above its weight so to say it looks more expensive than it is if that makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah there's just like a lot of a lot of great stuff going on, and I, I and I think a lot of what works about this movie is that this movie, I so do you know what horror movie I've seen this compared to the most? What it's Hereditary? I see this get compared to Hereditary a lot. I can see that mostly in terms of being a smaller, more intimate type of horror movie with a very strong female lead. Um, yeah, more than Hereditary though, I feel like this movie is really carried by. Rebecca's Hall, Rebecca Hall's lead performance. I think she, mm-hmm. this movie is like just 95% her and she's absolutely incredible in it. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, yeah. Tony, Tony Collette's performance is absolutely incredible. She was robbed for uh, best actress, but there's also a lot of other really good performances in that movie as well. So I, I can I can see what you mean there. It's right. a lot of Rebecca Hall in this. Especially being act like as an actor, I'm just seeing these things where I know there's nothing there. 
and and having her act like that, I'm just like, whoa, how, whoa, that is hard. How'd she do that? How'd she get into this headspace type of thing? And just that house, this movie takes place in. Do you think they built that house? Because I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Because it feels so perfect. <laughs> It has like a very distinct, almost unnerving atmosphere to it, which makes me think: Did they, yeah, did they film this for real? What's what's going on? I don't know. Yeah. See, see, what happened was uh, the husband was actually a real guy, and he didn't finish building the house before he died before the film. <laughs> That's why there's the unfinished house. There we go. Man, oh. Oh man, I just I really love this movie. It's my it's the scariest movie of the year for me. It's my second favorite horror movie of the year. I like The Quiet Place Part 2 more personally. Um yeah, there's there's not been a whole lot I, I have or I haven't watched a whole lot of horror stuff this year. Like I watched um I watched this, I watched Candyman, um I watched uh Quiet Place 2 and then, like, the Fear Street movies, which are not great. The third one's okay. Um, and then there's also uh, another one on Netflix called A Classic Horror Story, which is just sort of like a, um Italian horror thing, which looks very good, but uh, the story is forgettable. Yeah, this one does not have a forgettable story. It's a very intimate type of story. Um, deals yeah. like, so would, yeah. I would say um, it's probably my favorite horror movie of the year so far. Um, there's a couple I plan to watch in October, so we'll see. There'll be some bangers. I'm, I'm excited for Halloween Kills. I think it'll be fun, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. It was... Man, I wish this movie was fresher in my mind so I could uh, drill into some more specific talking points, but that's okay. Um, right, yeah. How about that, uh... I think this is a movie... How do you feel about jump scares in general, Tim? I'm curious. Because I think in recent years there's been this big movement against jump scares. So how do you feel about them? I think a lot of times jump scares are used kind of cheaply. And uh, that's largely stuff like... um, stuff, Stuff along the lines of like paranormal activity kind of ran it into the ground. Um... And just like all, all the movies that are made, like like Blumhouse, uh, they they kind of they they done the jump scare to death in a way that it kind of cheapened it. Um, then you have like movies like uh, The Forest and stuff like that. Um, that they they yeah they just they do it. They rely on the jump scare as kind of a crutch, and I think that um, the, I think a jump scare can work. But what you really need to do is like make the viewer feel unsettled leading into the jump scare. And uh, I think I know the scene you're referring to. And it's, you mean the best jump scare ever? One of the best ever anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that one that one like really it, it did exactly what it needed to do. It made the viewer feel uh, uneasy leading into it and when it happens you are not expecting it no. at all i mean it's that scene where she's like starting to fall asleep you know right yeah and it's lo- 
the, the way that cinematography is with that very, 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 very slow type of zoom and her performance in that scene and the yeah. more and the music getting more minimalistic as it goes on. It's lulling you. I was starting to feel a little sleepy. I was like, yeah, what's going on? And then I was like, oh, pizza, right. pizza. And I was like, oh, God, little Caesars. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> the little Caesars mascot is my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> Avoid the Noid. <laughs> oh, no, not the Noid. Not him. Uh, it's a very, very effective jump scare. I think this movie uses jump scares effectively. Um, yeah. And, and Yeah, that... That scene was, I think, really powerful because especially, I, I think the, we have to kind of uh, address the elephant in the room of, I think this scene works, uh, especially for people who are like raised religiously because uh, the, the stuff she's talking about, it, like, even if you're not like religious now, it, it kind of just like... Um, it it, de- it deals with stuff that uh, may- maybe some uncomfortable uh, things to think about, like because she basically talks about how she had uh, she she had been declared legally dead when she was a teenager, and um, they revived her, and everybody asked her, "What did you see?" And like she kept telling them, "There's a bright light," blah blah blah. But what she actually saw was nothing, and uh, that that that's always an idea that's like really like kind of terrifying because it it's it's this idea of just like one minute you're alive and then it's just nothingness and that's really creepy and so like that's kind of what she was just talking about that whole scene and then uh she just kind of gets lulled into that uh sleeping as she's talking to her friend and then the jump scare hits you and i think that just makes it perfect yeah yeah, I think because it, it really ties into the themes of the movie. You're right, and it was just real spooky, good spooky. Love me that spooky. Right. spooky. It was just oh god, oh god, did I pee my pants? I don't know what's going on. Um, that movie, that scene was so effective that even though there was a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. I, I've been holding this one in. I've been holding this one in. But when I saw the Night House in theaters, you know how I like to say how I'm lucky when I go to the movies. I don't usually have bad experiences, and I feel like people over talk the bad experiences they have. Right. There was a crying baby in the theater when I watched this movie. Why? Why would you bring your child? I was really confused. I was like, why the hell would you send a baby to this? And what was funny, this almost enhanced the scene. When that, like I was saying how the movie kind of puts you into a lull, I swear to God, the baby started to shut up. And then the jump scare happened and the baby got louder than ever. And I was just like, God damn it. Um, this is one of two bad things that happened during the movie. There was a crying baby in the front row, and in the back row, I think there was a teenage couple giving someone else a handy, and they were asked to leave. It was really weird. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a very, yeah. What was, what, what was the real horror, Tim? The patrons in the movie theater or the movie? I don't know. <laughs> when you die, nothing happens. Oh, God, I'm going to come. <laughs> I deadass heard the guy go, oh, at some point, and I was just like, Uh, the, that couple was asked to leave, and the couple with the baby was asked to leave too. It was wild. Um, so this, think, uh, like the last when I was third a, of the movie was fine. I think when I was a Candyman, um, like there was a couple like to the side of me, and uh, the girl was like, just like 
don't don't do the popcorn trick because I'll fall for it or something like that. That's incredible. That is incredible. Oh God. Yeah, bad, bad. Not the best theater experience, but I think it shows the strength of the movie that I was still so sucked in. Despite that, uh, this is a really strong movie. Really well directed. I I I never got a sense that I knew where the plot was going. Did you? Um. Yeah, I I think it definitely kept me on my toes. Like, um, I was I was definitely like curious where where this was going because like we have that scene where uh she's just like uh i died and uh, there was nothing but then she's like being haunted by specters and so you start to think like uh is is this a story where she's like being proven wrong because uh her boyfriend's a ghost or something and then you find out there's a little more to it than that Uh, it, it definitely uh Keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes. It it really does. I never saw where the plot was going, and really until the last 10, 15 minutes, it was still a question in question. Is this all in her head, or is this real? It really could have gone either way until the very end, and in a a brief second, I think I'll... Later on, I'm going to discuss what I think this movie really means, because I'm really excited to talk about that, but I want to get the other stuff out of the way first. I never knew where the movie was going. Mm. Always kept me on my toes. It was really interesting. Was it in your head? Is it not? Like every, for the most part, every supernatural sequence can be explained by, oh, she was asleep. They do a very clever job of making it obvious that she's fallen asleep and then ending these scenes of her being like, oh. Mm. I also want to shout out this movie for uh, accurately depicting going to bed with a cell phone and how you should put it on the charger. Every time she got her phone when she woke up, it was on a charger, and I went, there we go. <laughs> Movies forget <laughs> to do that. Can't have a charging while you sleep, because then it fucks your battery life. Yeah, that's, I, I don't care. I My battery's fine. <laughs> you know, I, I say that as I haven't been able to get it to charge 100% in weeks. <laughs> uh... Cinematography is real good. It's well directed. I'm interested to go back um, to see what other movies he's done. I- I've seen VHS. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have. Um... I watched. I watched the uh, the first two. I-, I watched the first one a while, while back, and I I remember like the last segment that was like the shot on video thing where they go to the Halloween party and then the house just like all of the doors disappear. So they can't leave, and then like they somehow get out and they get stuck on the train tracks, like that. I remember that segment was like really interesting to me. And then uh, when I was going out with Bianca, we watched uh, VHS two at one point, and uh, that that one had some interesting segments as well. Um, and uh, yeah, like I, I I remember enjoying those for the most part. Yeah, the uh, uh, the uh, segment that uh, Dave Bruckner directed in the first VHS movie was a um, was Amateur Night, which was the first sequence in the movie. Was that the one with the lady's head that splits open? Yeah, and like uh, I think so. The guy gets his genitals ripped off. 
I think that's the one. That that one was interesting too. Yeah, that's also the that, one that, one's, that, that one's like a, the standout. That one also got a feature film spinoff. Oddly enough, not directed by Bruckner. Um, huh. Uh, called Sirens. That it was that that one was so interesting. It got a a feature film adaptation. So that's cool. Hmm. So I'm intrigued to see what else this director has done. If everything is as horrifying and as thematically rich as this movie is, um. Yeah. I guess now we're... I think the next thing to get into is the third act stuff, which is where the real meat of the discussion will probably lie. Because I've noticed mm-hmm. this third act, this ending, the third act, the last 15, 20 minutes is real make or break for some people. Um, yeah. Some people have said they were loving... Uh, like, when I went to Reddit after I watched the movie, a lot of people said they were loving this movie until the last 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. Huh. Joseph Renick has entered the chat. 21 seconds. Okay, I'll have to remember to cut that out. Um, You don't cut that out. You leave Joe in here. Fine. Um, What the hell was I saying? You might want to get in the other room. I'm about to spoil the hell out of this movie. What is it? The Night House, a very good movie that you don't want spoiled. I'm doing you a favor, Joe. It's my one of my favorite horror movies of the year. Um, like last twenty minutes, people are reacting. People do not like the ending. Apparently, they think it ruins the movie. And quite frankly, I can't say I agree because for me, it made the movie. I mean, what did just before getting depth? What are your thoughts on the third act overall, man? Yeah, I I uh, agree. I think that. Uh, the way they kind of twisted um, that was really interesting. It, it went in a direction that I don't think I've ever seen a horror movie quite go. Because it, it's usually like pretty standard spooky ghost stuff. And like this is like literally the concept of nothingness wants you because you cheated death. Like that. that's that's some scary shit. Uh, that's, that's like, that's like, uh, the never ending story, but like as a horror movie, (laughs) like the literal nothing is after you. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty spooky. Uh, I loved it because first off that scene where she starts like making love with the ghost, I was like, what the fuck is going on, dude? First off, some incredible Patrick Swayze. (laughs) Did you know that was one of the that movie grossed over five hundred million dollars worldwide? I believe it. That was one of the highest grossing movies at the end of the nineties. That blew my mind. When she starts making love with that ghost, I, I first off, incredible acting from Rebecca Hall making making me believe she was kissing someone that isn't there. Uh, a one a top notch type stuff. Um. So th- there's that first off. Secondly, um see what what was happening was she was actually fucking ghost. Uh they brought on a real ghost to set to help make it real. It's true. Ghost was a great actor. Yeah, great great guy, great guy. He was very kind, very courteous, gentle. Mhm. Uh and that sequence actually felt like I thought that's where the movie was about to end. That she found her lover again. And she was just going to forget that she found out her husband was a serial killer. 
she was just gonna forget that whatever it happens and it was gonna be kind of this that's, weird twisted ending that's something we should address too we can get into that a little later <laughs> oh yeah the, i forgot about that yeah the serial killer aspect yeah i thought that was gonna be the mindfuck twist you know because i didn't see that coming yeah and it, it's one of those things where it's like uh oh no he, she, he he wasn't cheating on you he was killing women so that he wouldn't have to kill you isn't he a sweet guy yeah not not quite <laughs> i mean to be fair to him there was some kind of supernatural force compelling him yeah yeah it, it's like that 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 was just uh one of those things it was just like uh you know i don't i don't know if that quite makes up for it yeah that's fair but at the same time what what do you do cops police hello uh, the demon the uh, d- demon the concept of nothingness is trying to get me to kill my wife please stop calling us like uh, yeah it's wild though that third act where that third act goes like i thought it was actually a pretty sweet scene because it's intentional how warm the music gets i mean what did you think just before, like, the big reveal with, with that scene? Do you think you would have been okay with an ending there? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I think it, it definitely, like, needed to go all the way to really make me appreciate it. That's fair. Um, I just remember in the theater being, like, calming down. Like the movie's about to end, I'm fine. And then, and then he, uh, and then nothingness, which I'm gonna get into what I think what nothingness is here in a second. But when Owen, when he just says, when the nothingness just says, I'm not Owen, I went, Oh, <laughs> it never ends. I'm not safe. You know, like, oh, and then they start getting violent and then she forces her into the mirror. And this is where the really fucked up shit starts happening. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Just seeing all the different ways those women are. I mean, what did you think of just that? Not the final sequence on the boat, but just that sequence walking through the mirror house. What, What did you think of that? Um, yeah, I, I thought that that was another just like interesting way to keep it going, keep us on our toes, uh, keep it creepy. Creepy it was seeing yeah. Owen kill all those women and the different ways he had to kill them was like, bro, bro, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get into this final scene on the boat, which is this is where I'm gonna say what I think nothing is. Mm-hmm. I, I think nothing is nothing, yes. I've seen a lot of people think, oh, it's a demon. I don't think he was a demon. I think he's death. I think he was death. Very intentionally so with the ratchety old boat on the river with the red lighting. Very similar to the river sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in mythology, if you will. I think it, I think I, I pretty obvious. I, I personally got that that was death itself. Um Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I I I I would say it's it's definitely death, and it's definitely like 
that a specific like version of death. Yeah, a very specific interpretation of which he is the, I guess, gatekeeper of nothingness. Um, yeah, very because like clear, clearly, uh, the whole thing is about like how he's been cheated because she had escaped when she was younger, and now um, he he needs to take her back. Oh, which gets into the next interesting thing, which uh, a lot of the people on the Reddit threads are saying this, but uh, I, and I, I think it's funny, so I'm going to agree with it. Tim, to me, this is Final Destination 6. You know, uh, I I can see that. Uh, <laughs> I can see that comparison. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest, I've not watched any of the Final Destination movies. Uh, I, I know about the log kill. <laughs> Oh, the, uh, the lo- probably because every time I, I I talk about it a lot, that log kill fucked me up, dude. Yeah, uh, well, I I haven't watched that, but I watched uh, the descent, which has a very similar kill involving um, metal poles oh. impaling people. I love Spider Man uh, Three. Hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Final Destination movies are fun. One, two, and five. Three and four you can skip if you like Soul. If you like the Saw sequels at all, you'll like the Final Destination movies I just named. Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fair. I love the Saw sequels. I, I like the first three. I don't remember too much about any of the other ones. Uh, four and five are kind of whatever. Six is really cool because it's the one where he just goes up against insurance executives. Mm. Because he, they're the reason that his cancer treatment was denied. Pretty based, if you ask me. Hey. Yeah, um, the river sticks, death itself, and how it, her friends help her cheat death again, basically. Um, which, if it wasn't for the fact that we saw the friend see the destruction in the bathroom, I still could have very well been going with the question, was that real or not? Um, mm. Do you think she's free of this? Do you think she's escaped it forever now? It, yeah, the... It's it's funny that you mentioned that because like I was just kind of thinking about it again. Like I, I I don't I don't see how she would really be free from it. Uh, like it seems like something that it doesn't end until she finally just dies, and it's over. <laughs> yeah, you saying that it's something that you just doesn't just end. You're kind of always having to deal with it. This leads me to. I guess. Do you have any other thoughts on the third act before I get into my big analysis of the subtext? Um, I didn't have anything else really in mind. Okay. So, to me, I think this is a movie that is full of rich subtext of what this movie is representing to me. I I mm. got a very specific theme and metaphor out of it that I think is what helped make the movie a lot better. This is a movie about depression. Very, very, not Mm. just like, oh, I'm depressed, but like very literal medical condition, clinical depression, clinically suicidal depression. Nothing to me clearly represents depression. Yeah. Um, Because think about it. When does it start haunting her more specifically? After her husband kills himself. Yeah, um, and clearly nothing was something he was battling a long time too. If nothing is this idea yeah. of depression, and it just doesn't quite ever go away, um, 
So I, I think in the end, what that represents is that she's beat it for now. You know, it's hills and valleys and, you know, you can kind of get over depression and maybe you can live the rest of your life without it really fully coming back. But it's sort of always, it's not exactly something you quite get rid of. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Um, what do you think? I, I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's, yeah, one of those things you, you can't, you can't completely uh, get rid of it. It gets easier to deal with but at the same time it's always going to be there like uh, I, I kind of read a thread recently and I was talking about that uh, metaphor of um, the ball in the box that uh, keeps hitting the button that activates the depression but as the depression as time goes on the box gets bigger so the ball doesn't hit the button as often or however it went um, but it's still it's still there, um, and yeah, I, I think throughout the movie, um, she um, what, what was the actress's name again? Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall. Uh, yeah, I think that she uh, does that performance really well. Um, like she she's like kind of like. Uh, sarcastic she 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 deals with it in sort of a sarcastic way at times like when the one mom comes in towards the beginning and he's like uh my my son didn't pass this thing because you weren't there she's like fine i'll give him a b and she's like well i want to know why my husband just shot his head uh (laughs) did you laugh during that scene because i did and i felt wrong about it It, I think it was intentionally supposed to be like kind of uncomfortably funny because of just like the delivery, um, which it's is one of those things where like the the whole buildup of the beginning of the movie is like you know that her husband just died because uh, there's she's just in this big house all by herself and she's seeing these uh, spaces that are empty. Like the side of the bed is empty, and she's just kind of like placing her hand on that side. So, like that—that that by itself is enough to imply that uh, her husband died, or maybe there was a divorce, but he probably died. Um, and then she just out and says it, and she does it with just like this, like quippiness—not not quippiness in the Marvel way, but like quippiness is just like a. a survival instinct i guess more snark just like yeah just just like fuck off my husband died yeah yeah um and she she kind of does that like a lot throughout the movie like when she goes to the the one girl in the bookstore and uh she's just like um uh put put your hair down and she's like why she's like because you fucked my husband and i'm asking you nicely (laughs) god that was such a banger (laughs) And uh, you fuck God, yeah, yeah, and I think it's uh with the depression metaphor. I think the movie becomes a lot more rich because I think that's very intentional. There's a lot of the performances that indicate this, and I guess the interesting thing then is is how how did this nothingness depression manifest in Owen? Was depression just the thing she was battling? And in that case, this is the one part of the movie where it's like. 
I, it loses half a star for me. I have it on four and a half just because of this. I'm not quite sure how depression leads to being a serial killer. Yeah, I, I don't think that quite uh, syncs up, but like for the narrative purposes, I guess. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like if if you then interpret it as just a manifestation of the Rebecca Hall's character's depression, is that implying if your spouse is depressed, you'll become a serial killer? Like that's the one thing I haven't quite been able to piece together, and I'm starting to think it's just because it's not. It's just a narrative device, which I'm okay with that. But I, I think if they could have just tied that bow a little more, this would have been a five star yeah. movie for me. I think because this, like I said, I really love this movie. It's horrifying it has an excellent atmosphere it's beautifully shot it's just so good yeah 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 all right boy sit down <laughs> man i thought i would have a lot more to say about it but in my defense it is like a 90 minute movie yeah and it's yeah it's nice and tight. It's, it's as nice and tight as it needs to be. And like I mentioned, this was a double feature with Candyman, which is also a tight 90. Um, which I'm, I'm glad that we're getting some more movies like that. Um, Shout out to yeah, Venom 2. Yeah, there we go. Uh, the 90-minute the movie's back, guys. Uh, Finally. Endgame, Endgame is starting a reverse trend. I'm happy. Yeah. Hey, hey, let's let's give credit where it's really due. Um, uh, the the Snyder cut. <laughs> there was there was like a there was like a one month period where everyone's like, I need the six hour cut of Clerks two, and uh, I'm so glad that that kind of just kind of dissipated, and and now we're getting the tight ninety again, which is good. Tight nineties are tight, I and mean, like don't get me wrong, I'm okay with a movie being like three hours if it justifies it. Uh, yeah, I also like a ninety-minute movie, just quick, tight, perfect. Don't overstay your welcome, because the shorter a movie yeah. is, uh, the less time it has to fuck up, but also the less time it has to win me back. So, yeah, the problem is, I think a lot of people just they want more content, and they just fail to understand how pacing works. Yeah, I, oh. so uh, if they if they find out that there was uh, a rough assembly that has not been fine-tuned, and it's way longer. They want that rough assembly. This garbage. <laughs> here's here's what I think. It's gamer's fault. This is yeah. gamer's fault. Because it's it such a is. gigantic fucking discourse where it's like, oh, the game was only six hours. I don't give a shit. It's this fucking dollar-per-hour bullshit way of a consuming art that is just asinine. Man, I'd, I'd love a six-hour game. I, I fucking spent 56 hours on Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that was a chore. Like, for me, I think the perfect game is, like, 12 to 18 hours. I think that's an ideal. Yeah. The Last of Us 2 was, um, it was big enough to be worth my dollar, and at the same time, it wasn't, like, I have to get through this whole thing. Yeah, and it was like thirty. I, th- I think it took me like thirty hours to beat that. Yeah, I think it was like twenty something for me. 
I also, but there was also like a five hour sequence in which I didn't know where to go. And until I looked up a guide. So that probably inflated my, yeah. my play time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But like movies, like, listen, it's, it's quality, not quantity. Um, right. This movie's a tight 90. It's a good tight 90 with some great performances. Uh, I want to shout out that bar scene, by the way. Uh, this is the other thing that was kind of weird for me. Those are like the most, the worst friends on earth. Like that one guy that'd be like, so did he leave a note when he shot himself? Like, what the fuck, dude? Aren't you yeah, a that, teacher? That was, that was that was definitely an awkward uh, <laughs> little conversation. There. Like, what the fuck was up with that shit, man? God. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I've 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 I was a school photographer for a while, so like, I've I've worked sort of with teachers and like I, I know that they kind of have that kind of rapport but at the same time like that's just such a weird line of questioning so when your husband blew his goddamn brains out did he leave any like <laughs> weird note like I just want to imagine being one of the patrons in the bar overhearing this like dude dude <laughs> yeah I mean R- read, read the yeah, I mean, do, do you have any analysis of the subtext, by the way? I know we kind of drifted away from that, but are you, are you more or less on board of this depression concept? Yeah, I, I I would say I'm pretty much on board with that. I hadn't really um, thought up any particular specific analysis on it, but I think that definitely works. Right. Good, good movie. Good, good pod so far. So nice. It's a tight 40. Uh, do you have any hey. departing thoughts on the night house before we uh, bid everyone else adieu? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's one that, um, you should definitely try and check out, um, uh, if you can. Uh, I don't, I don't think that this one is, like as popular as maybe some of the other stuff that's getting released. It it's, bombed at the box office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I hadn't looked up uh box office stuff, but like, I know it's been, it, it's a little more under the radar than, um, you know, Candyman, um, Halloween kills. Um, uh, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a good movie. I think it's, uh, definitely worth checking out, especially if, you are into kind of more atmospheric horror stuff. Um, like if, if you're looking for a slasher, um, this, this, this is, is not, not that, gonna, this is not that. Um, I, I, yeah, it's like, if you want to see sort of a spooky, like, um, almost kind of like a haunting type of movie, but done in a sort of unique way, uh, this is definitely one to uh, check out. Don't sleep on it. Exactly. I, I would say if you like Hereditary, you'll like this. If you like Midsummer, uh, you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, listen, I need I need more haters. <laughs> I need more haters. I need more people to bully me for not liking Midsummer. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you just pull out a gun. That's it, Taylor. Uh, the Nighthouse is very good. If you like Hereditary, I think this is kind of crafted from the same clay. I think it's molded from the same clay. I think that's accurate to say. Yeah. I mean, they're both kind of dealing with um, grief and um, 
like personal like family kind of issues yeah and yeah that's sort of like uh supernatural almost haunting kind of thing but kind of approached in a different way yeah so i mean movie's great i really liked it it is my second favorite horror movie of the year i like the quiet place part two a little more i also seem to be the biggest fan of that one on the planet though I, I'm the only person I know who liked it more than the first one. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But um, definitely check out The Night House. It is a great original horror movie made with low budget. If it's still in theaters where you're playing, cool. It's not in a lot. Go check it out if you can. If you can't, it'll probably be on Hulu eventually because, Tim, since it's a Searchlight movie, you know what that means? It means it's owned by Disney. It's a Disney movie, baby. <laughs> Rebecca Hall's a Disney princess. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so it'll probably be on Hulu eventually, I'd imagine. Maybe HBO Max because of the old deal Fox and Warner Brothers had. Or Fox and HBO had. I'm not sure what that how that works with this one in Searchlight movies. But if you can check it out when it comes to streaming, check it out. But if you can see it on a big screen, I really recommend it. I... I, I it's a very personal movie, but see all movies on the big screen, not just the blockbusters, please. It's mm-hmm. true. And uh, hopefully no teenagers get a hand job at your screening. Well, that sounds boring. <laughs> I was told there would be handies. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, well, I've had all, I've said my piece. You said your piece? I said my piece. All right, well, then we'll end this. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you're listening on the audio platforms, please review your review. Helps boost us in the algorithm. If you're watching this podcast, why? It's it's just because they like the visualizer. It's pretty. I like the colors. Yeah. Listen, uh, I listen to I listen to music on uh, Windows Media Player in 2005. <laughs> it was a better time. Yeah, but if you're on YouTube. Uh, go down below, leave a comment. What do you think of the Nighthouse? If you've seen it, are you excited to see more from David Bruckner? Uh, what did you think of Free Guy? Just unrelated. What do you think of Free Guy? Leave it in this comment section, and then leave the Nighthouse comments in the Free Guy podcast. I want to confuse the newcomers. And uh, while you're down there, leave in a comment. Hit the like button so we can know how much you like us. Hit the subscribe button so we can know how much you love us. And hit the bell icon. So you can know exactly when you upload new videos. Thank you all so very much for listening. Listening. I'll see you all next time.